Stuart, I have been robbed. Tell me more. <laughs> I have been robbed of my freedom for the next, what I what I think is going to be a very long two weeks. I don't have COVID, I'm not quarantined, but uh, this is certainly on the same level. Um, why? What, what, what on earth could have happened? <laughs> I had an eyebrow appointment this morning. You know, summer is coming and yes. um, I want to like freshen up my look and get my eyebrows done and my, my eyelashes uh, done so I wouldn't have to wear as much makeup this summer and still be my fabulous good old self. And this is the first time that I went to this um, brow lady. Brow lady, if you're listening, I doubt that you are, but I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm bashing you on the internet. I won't reveal who you are, but <laughs> I should. <laughs> Um, so what happens in a brow appointment for, for people who have never been is that they lay you down on this sort of like table and then they close your eyes because they're about to do stuff to your face and you have no control over what they're doing. You only see the result. They do ask you some courtesy questions of like how dark, what shape and blah, blah, blah. Like, But these are all speculative words. If you say like, hmm, not too dark, like that could mean anything. All right, you you probably already like where I'm going with this. Well, are are they are they aggressively? Uh, but are, are they are they aggressive? Like, say, um, I'm I'm trying to think. Um, what's what's the what's the cartoon where everyone's drawn really strangely? Is it Powerpuff Girls? Uh, it, it's not Powerpuff Girls, girls, but um. I I came out of the appointment and I, I looked I looked at myself in the mirror, and um, when I came out of the the salon, I gave a look at myself in the mirror and I felt like the last time I wore makeup was like a year ago and I never took that makeup off and that's just what you're seeing on my face today. Oh my lord! <laughs> to visualize, do you know this? Um, do you know um, this YouTube video? I'm gonna play it for you. Um, I I don't know if I do. Don't fucking look at me like that. That's a weird looking fucking cat. <laughs> Ma, yo, there's a stray cat outside. Do you know that one? No, I don't. Okay, well, for people who do know, you guys are probably uh, giggling already. But I'm going to send you a picture of what I look like at the moment and compare to that cat. <laughs> Humor me, please. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm laughing with you, not at you. By the way, <laughs> no, it's fine to laugh at me. I look horrible. <laughs> I look like those people. Like I look like a like those bad mugshots. I look like I have hundreds of kilograms of just poor narcotics stashed away in my beat up car. <laughs> I, I must admit, you you look at the moment um, like the character that uh, you you look you look like a character that um, let's let's pick let's pick someone nice. Um, so you look like the character that Lily James could win an Oscar for becoming. Um, you know, you look like someone who's been through it. Basically, um, <laughs> I have five kids and I don't know any of their names. <laughs> ex exactly, yeah, and. 
I, I'm just I'm just looking at your surprise, and I'm wondering if you're surprised or if that's just the angle of your eyebrows. <laughs> that's the eyebrows. <laughs> so, so, so um, um, is is that a permanent makeup lady that you used? And uh, if, it, if, it's not. It, it is it's not. not. So it, it's just an eyebrow lady. So at, at some point they will fade out then. I, I hope so. So in a few weeks, I should be back to being my normal self again. But you are goddamn sure that I will self-isolate for this whole time. I'm not someone who's like overly like self-conscious about the way that they look. But um, like I, I always like go to the store and people who have like run into me randomly at the supermarket know how horrible I can look and not just care about my appearance. Like it's like if I want to look good, I can look good, but I don't go to like extra lengths to, you know, be fabulous at the supermarket or stuff like that. But this is just offensive. If this photo ever leaks to the Internet, someone's going to be very offended. Um, I have an alternative for you. What about headscarves? I think a hijab is the only way to go, but that's also culturally very inappropriate. So and, and actually hijab, I'm out of ideas. Actually, hijabs, I think, if I'm right, show the eyebrows. So you'd need to go full niqab. Yes, hmm. I would. Um, gre greetings to our um, followers in the Arab world. Anyway, um, um, th this this is obviously uh, this is obviously the podcast for you, and I can definitely see why you'd be listening to it. Um, if you want a good <laughs> eyebrow lady, I have a great contact for you. <laughs> well, I I did, I I did hear that, for example, in uh, like the Emirates or uh, Saudi Arabia, actually the, the eyes and the eyebrows are the windows to the soul. So if they are in your case, uh, what is your soul telling us? Stay far away from me. <laughs> you will catch gonorrhea <laughs> by just looking at me. <laughs> I'm I'm sure it will fade out and it will improve and get better with time. Um, I um, d Don't worry about it. You'll, you'll be okay. But I can quite see why you don't have your camera on for this recording. I'm so happy this is not a video podcast. <laughs> well, I, I was I was going to put cameras on today, but it looks like not. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god, I look fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, how how do you choose your brow lady? Is is it is is it a case of throwing throwing a dart at a catalogue, or is it a case of like uh, you know um, spinning spinning around and then putting your finger on the page? Well, kind of. So I went to the... Oh, I can't say where I went. I can't say where I went. Oh, no, go on. There are sponsors. <gasps> For the record, I would never promote something that uh, we ourselves do not 100% believe in. And I would not recommend this experience to even a... Um, even an enemy. I cannot say where I go, but, uh, but, but, but it's quite well known. It's not some like dingy underground place. Um, I, I, I really can't say anymore, but ah, yeah, I'd love to say more, but, uh, it's, it's a good place. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was just having a bad day or maybe, maybe I've slept with her boyfriend at some time and this was revenge. Could be. Well, yeah, um, maybe maybe you've slept with her girlfriend. Who knows? Sure. <sighs> but uh, we have a rather fun episode coming up today, haven't we? Well, I I, th I certainly think so, yeah. So um, based, based on the notes, uh, we are talking about work, and I've had more jobs than any other human being, so I'm happy for this. <laughs> Is that a good thing? 
I don't think so. I think it says that uh, I I tend to move around rather too much. Um, debatable because I think it's become more and more normal to uh, flip jobs every few years. It used to be taboo. I remember when I first started applying to like real jobs and I only had like summer gigs and stuff like that. And my resume was full of like six months um, long work relationships. And I was really like, I was really, you know, not really proud of it, but um, I'd say it's fine to switch jobs every few years. I had a job interview quite uh, recently where they asked me like, um, well, you've been with a company that you're with for only a year and a half. Why do you want to switch jobs? And I was like, well, what do you mean by only a year and a half? Like a year and a half is is decent. Like I, I, I don't think staying with a company for like five plus years and is not really doing anything for your career. There are, of course, different cases if you're like an academic or something. But for a regular corporate person, I'd say, or you have a better shot at working and upping your career if um, if you if you switch jobs frequently. Well, yes, it, I think it depends how you do it, and um, I I think there is a certain kind of person who, when they flip jobs, will will leave a trail of destruction behind them. Um, I I was just reading on Twitter. A uh, fr- friend of mine is uh, leaving a uh, very large tech company that might have lost most of the value of their shares in the past year, uh, and uh, <laughs> um, and uh, she she's talking about how she is uh, trying to sort out all of her chasing emails and make sure make sure passive aggressively as passive aggressively as possible that everyone knows uh, the tasks they have to complete. And um, uh, and and then she doesn't want to be bothered by anything after she's left because she's going to chill out. Um, I think that's a pretty good approach. Um, I I also know some people who have just literally left left the building and let everyone else work out what it is they have to do afterwards. Um, what kind of a person are you? I always like to leave with on the best terms. Um, the last job that I left, my um, my boss, which best boss I've ever had, she was an absolute gem to work with. Um, made my life an absolute pl- like pleasure at work. Um, in our exit interview, she said, "If you ever need a job, just call me. If I don't have something for you, we'll figure something out." So that's the kind of relationship that I want to keep with my previous employers. But I've also had a work relationship where I called my boss who came to the office maybe for one hour at the end of the work day. Um, So I rarely saw him. I told him that I called him up like at noon or something. I told him that we need to talk. Are you in today? And he said like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in in a few hours. I said, "Okay, come to my desk. I need to talk to you. He... He came to my desk in a few hours. I said, I quit. This is why I have a competing offer. I'm taking it. I'm not happy at this job. You know this. I'm not happy. So I've already like assigned my projects to to a co-worker. She's already started working on them. I'll have my desk cleared out um, as as quickly as, as possible. He said like, oh, but uh, you you can stay for like two other weeks or two more weeks if uh, if you if you want to, because I was on my probation period. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed at him, said, no, sweetheart, no, I'll be gone by the end of the day. And I signed a paper and I was out of the office before an hour was even passed. So I don't think I've ever moved that quickly in my life. It was a horrible job, but um, 
I told him. I told him everything uh, why I was feeling this way, and um, he. He, he was not the type of con confrontational person to really do something with that information or like fight back with me because I was like so fucking done already by that point. And he just like nodded and said like, okay, like that's your choice. And and it was fine until a few years go by and um, <clears throat> I'm asked to speak at a conference. And mm -hmm. he was always the type of person who, who never really thought I could um, do something with my life. He always accused me of being lazy on the job, e even though like the job that he that he gave me was an impossible task to do. I don't want to get into the details too much, but trust me, I'm not somebody who, who I, you would consider lazy. Hmm. And at one point he asked me during my work day, I was a project manager, keep in mind. He asked me, hey, can you come here for a sec? And then he took me to the basement of this office building, which already sounds really good. And he gave me a fucking vacuum cleaner. And he was like, I'm having a party later on. Can you help me clean up? Oh my gosh. So I just stood there vacuuming this office building with my boss, who was just like walking around seeing if I'm doing a good job. And at that point, I was so flabbergasted that I was like, this, can this cannot be fucking real. Like, what? Um... And then at some point I just told him like, yeah, I have to leave. And then I just like put the vacuum cleaner down and, and left. And um, years later, I was uh, asked to speak at the conference and everything. And I, I walk in because I'm like uh, about to go on in like an hour or so. So I wanted to like get in the vibe and everything. I walk in and he's one of the first people that I see. And I was like, well, you're here. Interesting. Okay. So I'm going, I, I went to make small talk with him and to find out he was one of the sponsors of this event. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we just like made small talk and I was like oh how have you been and like his company is I guess it's doing fine and I'm also doing very well if I'm being asked to speak at this conference and um, that was a that was a nice moment sure sure um, I, I've I've worked for I've worked for many people like that but I, I've also worked for uh, tech startup companies, which um, see, seem progressive from the outset, and many of them are, but th but then when when you look a bit under the covers, uh, there's there's a lot going on there. Um, so, have you seen the series We Crash that came out recently about the uh, about the uh, American company WeWork? Nope. Tell me okay. about it. So uh, there, there are several scenes in that where um, investors or um, uh, employees come into the office the following day uh, after there's been a party in the office and uh, just just see a sort of uh, apocalypse of uh, em empty red solo cups on the floor and uh, desks pushed over and that kind of thing. And the startup that I uh, the startup that I'm talking about now uh, was was like that sometimes. So th they they would have parties in the office as a morale boosting exercise. The the f the following morning, you you would you would just see everything strewn across the kitchen. There was there 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 was there was pizza in the box if you got in early enough, and um that um the, there there was like, you know. What whatever the hell that green liquid in the bottle is uh, that 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 you that you pour into shot glasses and like you know um half half full bottles of vodka that kind of thing it was um it it was a strange place because they were incredibly hard working but then the way that they the way that they sort of forgot about their day was to drink really heavily I. 
I guess I, I guess I felt kind of a little bit seen watching We Crashed because uh, it, it felt so close to the reality of what you get in a lot of tech companies. Not saying all tech companies are like that, by the way. If you if you work for one of the big te- one of the big five tech companies in Estonia, y- you can have a great time even if you don't drink and uh, and don't do anything else. Um, and uh, they're they're great people to work for. But I think um, on the other end of things, on on the sort of startup end of things, um, it it can be a bit wild west sometimes can't it yes um startups are wild absolutely um i work for one i think i've mentioned this uh previously in in one of the episodes of like what i do for a living so i'm currently employed by an estonian startup which i love i think if i ever have to uh switch jobs i i love the startup environment i it's it's corporate enough and yet fun enough at the same time. So I, I so I know exactly what you're talking about with like um, office parties and uh, and all that. Yeah, startups are crazy like that. I think I've spoke about this before that um, I currently am employed by a startup, and if I were ever to change jobs, I'm pretty sure that I would uh, look towards a another startup. I think. This, it, there's a perfect balance between corporate and fun, and but still, shit gets done at the end of the day, and you don't have to, you know, be like 100% on the clock and at the office like eight hours a day. And um, I love that. I love that. Yeah, uh, and um, the the cult the culture isn't for everyone, but I think uh, if if you're coming up in the uh, if if you're coming up in the business world and. Uh, if you have um, boundless reserves of energy, I would say, then it, it's perfect. Um, I I was listening to a business guy in a podcast recently saying that uh, one of the problems is that because of the pandemic, people have got used to working entirely from home, working entirely flexibly. And um, so he found it hard to hire people who are willing to be in the office uh, all night, uh, every night. And um, I I think I think he understands healthy healthy work life balance, but uh, he he also isn't particularly sympathetic towards it because because his his opinion is if you work for a startup you shouldn't expect it. Um, do, do you think people expect you know work life balance at a startup? Good question. I don't know. Um, it depends on how big the startup is, what you do in that business, and um. Uh, everything, everything, because if you're with a smaller startup, not something that's like on the brink of being a unicorn, if you're invested enough in this company yourself, then you may find that you have this sort of founder mentality. So you still put in those hours and sort of give up on that work-life balance. But that's just because like you're so invested in making this company as if it, as if it was your own. But uh, this is where your own autonomy should really come into play. You have to personally understand that it's not your company. You're just an employee. It's it's healthy to think that it is to make those decisions and put in the extra work if you can. But nothing really beats a healthy work-life balance. Um, the the first such tech company that I worked that I worked for was uh, when I when I came to Estonia, and it was at the time. Uh, probably the biggest and best and best known at that time 
And um, I remember the first time they gave me a company hoodie, I kind of looked at it rather strangely <laughs> because because I thought, why, why would I want to wear on my wear on my back where I work for? But that, that was just because I come from a completely different place and a completely different mentality i i do i do i do still think it's weird the the idea of telling people where you work for as if you're um you know going to sports training or something for that for that club Mm. i'm very proud of where i work and i love company merch this winter i didn't wear anything else other than company hoodies i think i have like five and uh we had such a huge inventory of them that we ended up actually donating all of them to the Ukrainian refugees when they came to Estonia because we just had so many. But I think a good percentage of my closet is company merch, which I love. I constantly wear my company tote bag. And like there's there's a big difference between like merch that's um, good and merch that's just chuggy because it's a fashion choice. And I love rocking my company hoodie um, with like a pencil skirt and some uh, trainers and making it look good. But there are merch out there is merch out there that just looks offensive, not as offensive as my eyebrows. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm no one to speak about being offensive when I look like a fucking drug <laughs> whore. <laughs> no offense to drug whores. Mama loves you. What do you think is the worst company merch that you've seen? I have to think about that for a while. What's the worst that you've seen? Well, um, I do not have an amusing answer. Um, however, I remember once being... Um, I, I remember once being laughed at on a bus by some Russians because because of the company merch that I was wearing. So I think possibly what I was wearing that day, which uh, which which had the logo of the company on the front and then Team Tallinn on the back, as if I was there for a stag do or something. That <laughs> that might have been my that might have been my personal Mariana Trench of merch. Merch. Mm. Okay. Um. When I just started working for this company and I was doing uh, marketing then, I asked our employees, like, what type of merch would you want to see? And of course, we got those, you know, tote bags and uh, and all of that, you know, classic stuff, hoodies. But my personal favorite was condoms. So, and the the text on the condoms, or the, 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 you know, wrapper of the condom would hmm. be sort of like... Uh, keep yourself safe as our company keeps you safe with um like a tagline that we we essentially don't like sell your data to like um companies but it was too long i loved the idea for like a brief second because i was like oh that's funny but then i was like okay that doesn't really create the image that we want to have and uh, the text itself was too long for the condom anyway and um therefore we we didn't go with that Hmm. unfortunately (laughs) Um, I I was just thinking. Um, apropos of nothing, if um if the famous Estonian money transfer company were to make a condom, I I guess I guess they could say on the outside, you know, um, a wise choice for your next transfer. We have a joke at home uh, with my boyfriend that we we say these like good ideas for companies like on a weekly basis that. Every time we come up with something genius, we say, like, why the hell don't we have our creative make- marketing agency? 
I love stuff like this. Do you want to work at our fictional creative marketing agency, Stuart? We'd love to have you on board. Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. In fact, um, I, I I know of I know of one content creator from the past who uh, set, set up a creative agency just just to make just to make these kind of va- vaguely sexual puns. Not even sexual, but just like good ideas that nobody's doing. Do you know the uh, clothing store Mango? Do, do I know Mango? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, do you also know the? Um, the Asian fruit called mangosteen. Um, I'm, oh, it's, it, I'm, I'm not a cultured person, so no. Well, it's like this weird, uh, tropical fruit that, um, grows in Asia somewhere, blah, blah. It's not interesting. But mango is a fruit. Mangosteen is a fruit. Mango is also a clothing store. So if mango wanted to come out with a collection for teens, they could call it mangosteen. Oh yeah! Now that stuff like that, that stuff like that is just—I just think it's genius. And someone's going to steal this idea before we get the agency up. So I'm just—I—I I, I totally just gave that one away. But you see, you see the kind of stuff that I'm thinking. The, the thing is, if it's this easy to come up with creative ideas, why is it that all of the creative agencies I've worked with have been terrible? Because Mango will never ask someone to create a creative brief for a teen collection that they're coming up with. These are the sort of ideas that, uh, whoa, let's wind, rewind, shots fired towards any creative agency that you've worked with. How did I get past that? <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, we're going savage. <laughs> but um, these ideas really come to you at like random times You start thinking about like random things. And if you put on the spot with a brief, it's hard to come up with stuff out of the blue. But if you already have this random idea just come to you and have like a shower thought, then and, and you're never actually going to use those ideas. Like what on what planet is the Estonian money transferring startup ever going to do? condoms well um g- given and the... now they are because we are speaking about it thanks guys Send well us g- a few. G- given given the value of their shares i certainly feel like i've been fucked by them Ooh. you are really unhinged today S- stuart stuart woke up and chose violence upon his career yes <clears throat> yeah and you passed that along to the to the brow lady i blame you <laughs> Oh, we blame Stuart. We we agreed to do that in a few like few episodes back. Do, do you Perfect. Think, yeah, um, b- because uh, there's going to be this new sitcom. Everybody hates Stuart. <laughs> um. So, do, do you think the problem was with the brow lady that you uh you woke up and got out the house and got your brows done in the morning? Do you think? Do you not think that it's it's a bit like uh taking the first pie of the day it it's it's always going to be it's always going to be terrible so you should take like the fifth or sixth pie of the day that they've made at the bakery shouldn't you could be but i'm not giving this lady another chance by going in in an evening time because like dude fool me once but don't yeah. fool me twice yeah um, but um, I, th- there, there are certain aspects of uh, being a woman that I don't understand yet. Uh, what, one I think is, 
the sheer amount of time people have to spend on how they look, uh, particularly because men very rarely actually notice these things. So you, you know the classic meme about, um, oh, I didn't notice you got your hair done, but it's like it's like 12 inches shorter, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, there, there are all these kinds of things where, where people, where women or at least society expects women to spend so much money on something that uh, the people that straight women hope to attract um, often don't notice the first time that they're supposed to. What What's going on and why have we structured society in such a weird way? Because if an alien came to this planet, they wouldn't know what we were doing. If an alien came to this planet, the first thing that they would be shocked about is the fact that we cut off our own hair chemically process it and sell it to other people to wear we wear each other's hair will be the first thing that sends the aliens back hair extensions i'm talking about hair extensions uh yes Um, yes (laughs) um well safe to say i don't think you really need uh, me to say this but i'm going to say it anyway that women do not do this for men and i'm not going out looking like (laughs) whatever creative way i haven't already spoken about myself today Looking like this, looking at that, looking like that weird cat on the internet. I'm not going out because, like, I think that like people are going to think like, "Haha, she looks funny" or "she looks weird." I couldn't care less. It's just the way that I feel about myself. If I'm ever going to an event and I have uh, a choice of two different outfits, I'm not going with the one that looks best. I'm going with the one that I feel better in. If this outfit that I've chosen maybe hugs my hips a little too tight or isn't like the best looking on me but I feel like an absolute goddess in it that's the one that I'm wearing because one accessory that you could never leave home is your confidence and even if you don't look like the the belle of the ball or the most prettiest girl in the room you have that confidence and I think that's just the most attractive thing a woman can have or a man for that matter so no we don't really do it for men and I don't think I've ever come home and looked at my uh, my husband and said like mm, notice anything different because like obviously he doesn't he or like any man doesn't they don't really care you're doing it for yourself but I was I I, I once had a meeting with a um, with a with a partner from another Estonian startup and it was like a um, a serious business kind of meeting and I was just I wasn't feeling well that day um I think it was even the day after the the attack on Ukraine started and I was like feeling down as as everybody was and I just wasn't feeling myself that day and I looked at my calendar and it was an early meeting and I was like well screw it I'm not going to like wear makeup or anything and I get on the meeting and the the girl that I was talking to she looked amazing she looked like put together professional and um we had a very good meeting but I kept looking at myself in that little panel and I was like, God, I look like shit. And I felt less professional. And that's only because I didn't decide to wear makeup today. Which I- is so wrong because a little bit of mascara and foundation should do absolutely nothing to my professional credibility. Although I really feel that it does. That's what really bugs me. I know that the question that... Uh, that- that uh, straight men are meant to um, ask is about lingerie and the the cl- the classic uh, truism is that men don't understand why women spend hundreds of euros on lingerie or hundreds of pounds on lingerie uh, because um, p- 
you know, um, may, maybe if they have a partner or if they meet someone that night, then someone will see it. But otherwise, it's likely to just be them seeing it. But... I can I, I can begin to understand why people spend so much money on their undergarments because w when I've gone out to meet someone, if I've been wearing um, underpants with a hole in them, let's say, or if, if I've been wearing, um, you know, underpants that are past their sell-by date, then... <laughs> Then I, I feel it. I, I, feel, I feel inside like, well, you know, I, I hope nothing happens here. Uh, and, um, and, and whereas, you know, if, if, I'm, if, if, I'm, if I'm wearing my best undergarments, if I'm wearing a pair of socks and a pair of pants that I'm happy with, then I feel good and I feel, I feel able to present myself to the world much better. Uh, not in terms <laughs> of taking my clothes off in front of the world, but in, but in, ter in terms of like... In in in, t in terms of uh, being being someone who feels that uh, he is able to present his most confident side, uh, so I I can kind of understand the psychology of buying better clothes to go under your clothes. Yeah, exactly. That's what makeup does. It's it's like a um, it's like a layer of confidence that um, that it just gives you. No one's gonna care, but it's you. It's it's you. You the one who who cares about it. And by the way, for the record, if uh, if you're sleeping with a woman for the first time and uh, she's wearing a matching bra and panty set, then you weren't the one who decided to have sex. Coming back to the topic of jobs, um, I I I have a story actually. So, what you have to bear in mind is, uh, my my family are not posh, but. Um, I'm posh and I was brought up in a posh place and I was told to speak properly. So this has caused me endless problems whenever I've had to get dirty and do something practical with people who aren't posh. Because like vacuuming your boss's basement. <laughs> exactly like vacuuming my, my boss's basement, yes. So um, after I finished at... Univers so I, I'm going to say after my second year of university, um, my dad decided that my summer holidays were too long. So um, he he got me um, he got me a job valeting washing cars uh, at the uh, car dealership where he uh, which 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 he ran. So not only was I the boss's son, not only was I Donald Trump Jr. as it were. <laughs> I, I was also in the job that uh, was at the bottom of the org chart. So um, I, I very quickly learned to enjoy the yellow press uh, and to kind of um, st stop talking to people about uh, uh, stop stop talking to people about American novels, that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and, and kind of um, muck in with the things that they talked about. But, you know, the 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 humor of car valeters and car technicians is quite a, quite obscene sometimes and you know uh, for for someone who'd been brought up being told to you know respect women etc it was difficult to get around to that kind of humor but i i kind of i i mucked in you know i i did genuinely enjoy the task of washing the cars cuz you get a car that's covered in mud covered in shit it comes in and you you put you put the layer of water on uh, to uh, to to wet it down, then then you then you then you spray a layer of soap on. Um, you um no no buckets and sponges. It's it, it's all, all done all done with spray guns, and it's so much fun. It's like it's like doing art. Then you just let it soak in for a moment, and then you blast it again with 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 a power washer. And um 
there are all kinds of clips on the internet of satisfying things you know chocolate being made um as it as it, as it sort of gloops through the mold um and that this was exactly like that you could you could see the mud washing off in it in, in a backward direction and uh, it, it was just beautiful some people are listening to this and listening you talk about it um as if it was like audio porn because it does seem like you're really enjoying the the visual that's going on in your head that you're talking about right now well which i understand cleaning is absolutely it's the most satisfying thing ever if um if money was never an issue and if uh, if like work hours were the exactly the same in in any sort of line of work i would be a uh, a crime scene um you know cleaner what however those uh, those people are called I just love getting gunk off of stuff. I don't necessarily love like or enjoy cleaning my own household, which is just like dusting and vacuuming. Trauma from vacuuming. Let's just get that one out there. <laughs> but <laughs> but just, you know, getting gunk off of stuff and just like all of that. I just, oh, I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, th I think um, I, I would like to say that that set me off on a journey of being an obsessive cleaner, but unfortunately I'm not an obsessive cleaner. And uh, w whenever I'm in any kind of relationship, I, I have to I, I have to pretend to become one. <laughs> what would what uh, what job would you pick if uh, if money or work hours wasn't wasn't an issue? If it oh was the same gosh. everywhere. Uh, if if money and work hours and qualifications weren't an issue, then I would um, I I would probably either be a racing driver or I'd be in charge of a motor racing team. Um, that would be that would be uh, that would be perfect. Um, I love the idea of taking part in motorsports. I've 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 been a fan of it since I was a kid and. Actually, I, th I think I'd be pretty good at it as well. And I'd be pretty good at blaming everyone else on my team for any bad strategy calls during the race. Why would you want to be a crime scene cleaner? Why would I be a crime scene cleaner? Have you seen, like, crime scene pictures? Or, like, pictures of of people where they've just, like, where, like, homeless people have lived or where someone has been dead in the apartment for like two years and stuff like that, how horrible it looks. Yes. Yes, but I don't understand why you would want to be the first person in Joseph Fritzl's basement or something. <laughs> I love it. I love just getting gunk off of stuff. Like, let me send you a picture. I don't know why. I, I, I honestly don't know why I would love to do this, but it's something that I would just love to clean. Hmm. I have this like itch. I would love to clean that up. Not necessarily like cleaning up a dead body or something, but just being there and taking the gunk off and just taking piles and piles of trash out. And um, or if not a crime scene cleaner, then uh, then just an aid to people who have either some kind of disabilities who have let their homes go and like live in filth. And to need that sort of help every once in a while to for someone to clean up their home and make it fresh again. I love it. I love cleaning other people's homes. I or like organizing other people's homes. Listeners, I'm looking at a picture that Lee sent me of a room that is covered in dirt and um, empty bags and 
there's uh, there's there's plaster that's been smashed off the wall and um, one of the doors is hanging off its hinges and there there are boxes full of god knows what and it looks like there's blood on the back on the back of the door as well um this is not a place i would want to set foot in and i'm i'm sure the smell is rank but uh oh my lord and here's another picture of somebody's toilet and it's 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 so full of um household waste that actually you can't touch the floor look at the bathtub But just to be in the process of cleaning all that up, there's something so satisfying about that to me. All right. So you you actually like going into somewhere with a bad smell then? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't think I've ever thought about the smell that comes with these sorts of places. But I guess if that's your day day job, you get used to it. I, I guess so. Um, it, it doesn't sound like my kind of thing, but I'm I'm happy that you found your vocation, and I, I hope <laughs> I I hope you finally get it someday. Thank you. Let's <laughs> hope that this podcast doesn't uh, succeed, <laughs> so I can I can be who I truly want to be. Absolutely, and if you if you want to be truly who you want to be, um, or maybe you're a startup founder, but you want to have a party without any uh, nasty after effects the next morning, then um, guess what they can try, Lise? You're probably going to say Ulanaut, the sponsor of Generation What? I am going to say Ulanaut, especially Kineken from Ulanaut. It's the premium craft beer with the uh, with with the non-premium after effects the next morning because uh, Kineken is alcohol-free, but it doesn't taste like alcohol-free beer. You know how of an afternoon, if you're working from home, maybe you've got a, an, an alcohol-free beer next to you and uh, you've turned the camera off on your Zoom call so they don't think you're drinking beer. And you're just taking a sip of it and what you're sipping tastes somewhere somewhere between beer and a chemical that is trying to simulate the feeling of beer. Well, Kynakin doesn't have that. Uh, it, it doesn't have any of that chemically taste. It doesn't. It doesn't taste crucially like something a crime scene cleaner would want to clean out their bathroom with. Thanks. In, 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 instead, it tastes like a trip to space in a, in a bottle. It tastes uh, like an like an adventure in a bottle. So try Kynakin from Ullenout for a premium um, no no alcohol experience with uh, no premium after effects. Uh, And don't forget, you can get 25% off any purchase if you use the discount code GENERATION, purchases only in Estonia. Right, Lise, um, I I would say that the reason that I would like to either run or drive for a racing team is just pure and simple because I've romanticised it from watching it on TV. But then... I have had the the pleasure and privilege of going to a few motorsport meetings um, as as a journalist, and what I've seen is that actually most people working at teams look quite harassed and quite um, quite quite under pressure most of the time. I I imagine it's it's not the most convivial atmosphere to work in. Um, w- would you want to work in any sporting environment as as any kind of uh, team staff? I don't think so. I've never been really someone interested in sports. The only sports that I do is that I've been going to the gym for like the last six months, which I enjoy. But I I really don't see myself being 
anywhere near the realm of sports. How about yourself? Well, I, I used to think that I did, but uh, the, the sheer amount of PR that sports people need to do for their sponsors now, um, it, it makes makes us and our Instagram page look like child's play, really. It's, uh, it, it, um, for, for, for example, if you take Lewis Hamilton, he's the most famous uh, racing driver right now, and um, he's he's constantly doing PR for someone every day, and he's also got his own good causes, and he's got his own vegan burger restaurant. Um, actually, running a, running running a vegan burger restaurant would be a fun thing to do. I think you're saying you, so you don't agree. No, maybe you was the wrong impression, but why why would Lewis Hamilton have a vegan burger restaurant? Well, I mean, obviously, he doesn't make the burgers himself. Well, but, uh... no, I wasn't implying that. It really wasn't. <laughs> it's not this like a a job to do on the weekends. <laughs> I don't think he needs the extra cash. Well, sure. Um, I th- I think uh, I I think uh, he he himself said that he was trying to send a message to the market that people wanted this, and um, he's he's also invested a lot of money in sort of uh, uh, people people growing plant based meat, and um, uh, b- being a vegan himself, he wanted to he wanted to sort of spread the word and uh, create create a burger that was more burger like, if you like. And um, a- according to reviews, I've not tried his burger, but uh, apparently uh, the people working for him have. Done done a pretty decent job but uh, um w- how about running how about running any kind of restaurants um for example i kind of think an ice cream bar on the beach in barbados or something would be fun but then there would probably be pressure there particularly in high season wouldn't there yeah something that has also come out of our uh, mark uh, the um creative marketing agency that we run in our little heads has been to create a restaurant that serves like home homely foods and we would just call it home so when someone says where do you want to go today oh let's go home (laughs) so it wasn't a good joke but it's it's something all right um, they, um, um you, you'd have a problem in this country though in Estonia because uh I, I believe every restaurant has to be ha- has to be a name in Estonian and then a name in English uh, if you're going to do the English name so so you'd have to call it home slash kodu would you uh in Estonia it would be named koyo ah, okay. yeah uh, so it's called let's go home but another genius thing that I've saw that I've seen online is somebody um took a picture of a menu from some place where they it was obvious like an adult place and they had like really posh foods but the children's menu was like I don't know fries and chicken nuggets or something like child's food but the prices were like hundreds of euros so there was a children's option but it's not some place you would want to take your children so it was like exclu- it wasn't like excluding the children they did have a menu but it was like an insane prices that you would never want to take your kids there i did once hear actually that uh, if, if you want to save money at a restaurant you should just order the children's option twice because it, it's still it's still less than some adult options um but uh, I, I guess that that only works with over the phone or um, or um, on app orders because if you go to a restaurant and order the children's option, quite often they will refuse to sell it to you, won't they? I don't know. I've never off, um, ordered it off a kids menu. Being an adult, got to try that. But we have the advantage of both of both kind of looking a bit like children, so we could try it. 
No, we've sp spoken about this many times in this episode. I look 50 times my age. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, I have a feeling when those eyebrows sort themselves out, you, you, will, you will look maximum 17. I will. <laughs> then I will be 50 times my age because I'm looking at myself in my selfie camera. And I don't think this is ever coming off. Why I wanted to make today's um, episode and why I wanted to talk about jobs was yesterday I remembered a hilarious job story that happened to me when I was working retail. And no, this is not the sugar daddy story. <laughs> but um, I was working men's retail, uh, same story as, um, as as sugar daddy story. Um, and this guy, he was a regular and he was somebody who was like conventionally very attractive, maybe mid-20s. And I was maybe 19, 20, working at a clothes store. So I was obviously like, I, I thought he was like very, very handsome. And of course, I wanted to like flirt with him a little, but he was like way out of my league. So I was always in the position of making the customers feel really welcome and thinking about their needs and as he would come in often i i already like knew what he was like looking for and stuff like that and he would quite often still like talk to me ask me something ask for my opinion on on like things that he was trying on and then one day he comes in and he, he like pins me down and it was like hey so i'm looking for a um a red shirt i think it was i'm going to an event and i need a red shirt Do you guys have a red shirts and then i said like yeah we looked for it and i helped him out and everything and he wasn't like necessarily rude to me ever but he was like he, he didn't want to chit chat with me too much he just wanted to get the job done leave and you know get what he came in to do and a few months or a few weeks go by and i i see him back in the store and i'm like oh hey um so how was the event and he just looks at me at like with a very weird face and i was like the event where oh. you wore the the red shirt and he's like yeah it was fine <laughs> and i was like okay like that was it and then he like walks away and i was like damn that's like such a weird reaction from him like like mm -hmm. it, it, it was weird right mm. so and then he like didn't want anything and then he just like leaves the store he didn't get anything that day and then some time goes by and we get a delivery of some trousers that i know that he is going to absolutely love because i already knew his style so well and i put them aside because i knew that he he comes into the, into the store like once a week definitely so i knew that i'll be seeing him and i i know that he's going to love these trousers so i put them aside and then he comes in and uh i show them to him and he was like oh yeah like those are pretty cool he tries them on he's not really impressed and uh, he doesn't buy them but then like 30 minutes go by and he comes back and i was like okay so um i'll get those trousers and i'm like yeah okay fine sure so i pack them up and i'm still like taking aback from this like last um the last time I saw him, I'm, I'm like keeping some distance from him. And, you know, he doesn't give me that vibe he gave me um, before. So I was like, okay, weird. So some other time goes by. I'm scrolling on my Instagram feed hmm. randomly, like one night after after work. And I see him pop up on my Instagram feed as a sponsored post. Oh. And I'm like looking at this picture and there he is standing wearing the trousers mm -hmm. with his twin brother. Oh, no. 
And I'm just looking at this. I recognize the trousers. I recognize him. And they look just 100% identical. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> and the worst thing is, those dudes are fucking famous. They're like these, this huge DJ duo. I'm talking Abs- about the Bombosa brothers, by the way. Right. But how were you supposed to know... I- all right, there, there, there are some famous people, and it tends to happen with people who aren't that famous, by the way. They tend to assume everyone thinks that thinks they're famous and knows them. But actually, you weren't to know them, uh, and unless you were, you were in their world, you probably wouldn't have known who they were or that they were famous. And you certainly didn't suspect that this person might have been one of twin brothers. So that's not your fault at all, surely? It's not. I just felt so stupid. <laughs> Oh, I felt so stupid. Well, th- there have been plenty of times that I that I've felt stupid. Um, for for example, um, I, th- I, so back in England, uh, you you have to have small talk, particularly if you work in a shop, and um, w- one one of my one of my chief uh small talk topics was people's plans for Christmas, um, and um, I. I, 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 I felt that uh, the assistant manager at the shoe shop I was working, uh, she didn't seem very happy. So I, I was kind of cleaning up the shop with her and uh, I, I asked her, by the way, what are your plans for Christmas? Neglecting to remember the fact that a month prior when I would started work there, she told me that um, she was a Jehovah's Witness. I've done that as well. <laughs> Uh, some of them are probably lovely people, but you know, I, I I have a feeling once you've been assimilated by the Borg, you kind of you kind of want people to remember that without without you having to mention it every five minutes. Yeah, I was in a sales meeting once, and my sales manager said that um, to improve like um, the feedback from our customers, we have to start like uh, making some like calls to our customers, like doing something like extra, like doing extra calls to 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 our existing customers, and I just like. I just go like, oh, not not like oh, like uh, very loudly, but just to the person sitting next to me, and I just say like, oh, so what's next? Like, do you want us to go like <laughs> knocking on people's people's doors with, like some Jehovah's Witness? Just the most mean thing to say, but I just like say it in that moment, <laughs> and then the person sitting like on me on my other hand just like like shrugs at me and like and just like starts like, um, go like like stop, just don't like, stop, and I'm like. I don't understand like what's the big deal and then everyone feels like kind of awkward after I made that uh, comment like at least the people who heard me and then after the meeting my co-worker pulls me aside and is like yeah that was like a mean thing to say um by the way like that colleague and points out at a colleague who definitely heard my comment is like yeah they are a Jehovah's Witness and I was like shit look at me just being mean for no reason I definitely learned my lesson um Back then, I was just someone who was just being mean to everyone all the time. I was a very toxic person. So I left. I definitely learned my lesson. That's nothing that I would say today, but oh, I guess you got to learn the hard way. <laughs> another thing, like another story that I wrote down was um, uh, when I was working in the retail store, um, some guy was like paying with his card, but it wasn't like a contactless payment. So he like inserted the card, he put in his pin, and then like the machine was pretty slow and I, and he he pulled his card out, and then I said something along the lines of, "Oh, you pulled out too quick," or something like that. <laughs> and then he starts laughing and said, "Well, I guess that's the only instance where 
calling out too early is a bad thing. <laughs> and we're just standing there looking at each other like this man. I, I do... <laughs> Being sometimes a sports writer, I, I do hate that how there there are so many terms that used to be customary in sports that you now can't use because 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 memes and because the because the internet. So uh, pulling out is is one of them. You, you now can't say that X team pulls out of the sport. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 also you also can't say that uh, for example if if someone gets a slightly faster time in the qualifying session, you can't say George Russell George Russell edges. Lewis Hamilton <laughs> No, you cannot say that. Something that you also cannot say to customers, paying customers, which is something that I once said, was this guy was trying on some pants and then um, he he said like, oh, can I keep those on? Like, um, can I just pay for them? But like, I'm going to I'm gonna wear these today. I was like, yeah, sure. But I have to take the security tag off. So you have to come with me like behind the counter. I can like, um, I can, uh, I can take the security tag off. And how security tags work is that you put like a pin uh, through the fabric and then you put something like on it to like clip it together. So I open up the, um, the thing that you put on top of the pin and I take it off. But hmm. then you have to like get the, the other side of the pin from like inside the, uh, the garment. And um, I take it off and then I, t- I tell him like, you're going to have to take the pin out of your your trousers. I'm not going to put my hand in your in your trousers. Usually okay. it takes a drink or two for me to do that. <laughs> and then he looks at me. <laughs> he didn't find it funny. He was like, "Why is this random chick talking dirty to me in the middle of a shopping center?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just looked at me like really weird and I, I just kept maintaining eye contact with him because I was waiting for him to start laughing which he didn't do so he just like very awkwardly shoves his hand into his trousers takes the pin out gives it to me and walks away <laughs> oh the, 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 the worst ones are when when someone doesn't acknowledge the bad thing that you've just said and makes you feel worse yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like it wasn't me trying to like I, I I was trying to make a joke. It wasn't me saying something and it it was like out of context or it just sounded weird. It was me trying to like make a very inappropriate joke. Oh, poor man. I I, I sexually harassed a random paying customer. <laughs> Well, he, he, here's a question, though. Um, can you... No, actually cut that, because of course you can. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I've had a lot of fun this episode, but what do you think we've learned, Lise? Don't employ us, anybody who's listening. <laughs> I, Not I don't, the best I, people to employ. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say that uh, none of our potential employers are listening to this. Well, you never know. Indeed. No, I think uh, we've learned, not this episode, but I think uh, in the journey of life, we've definitely learned. Like today, I would never say such hurtful comments as the Jehovah's Witness comment and uh, and stuff like that. So do hire us. I think we're fun people to have around and um, we do pretty 
pretty good work. Yeah, we <laughs> if are. If I just and, say so myself. <laughs> and when we're thinking about what, what, what we're saying, we're mostly quite professional as well. But uh, something else I wanted to say is that um, a, a, a friend of mine who's much wiser than I said, career is a verb. And he's right, because like career as a verb means, you know, um, going from side to side to side you know it means it, it means like a car lurching across the road and that's that's kind of how careers go um so, some people um just go on a perfect straight arrow to success it seems but even they struggle a bit and i do kind of think that you know a career is supposed to be there to teach us things it's supposed to be there to sort of have have a little bit of trial and error and eventually if you keep pushing you'll find something that that at least can satisfy you I'm still thinking of the sexual innuendo. So you some you said something that I'm not even going to make a joke about. But I agree. <laughs> Putting my my child's brain aside. Yes, I think that's very well put. It has been an absolute pleasure having you listening to this very good episode of Generation What. Join in next week. And that's it from me. And that's it from me. Mm-hmm.